welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host as usual, Amanda aka Boston White and I'm joined today by two of my all-time favourite boys. So I have Nick. Hello. (laughs) And we have the return of Craig. What the heck was that? <laughs> I've I've got no idea, mate. Look, I've, Things have got weirder than this podcast, mate. Well, look, Amanda, how many episodes of Universal After Dark have we recorded in seven days? Um, I want to say three. <laughs> we have recorded three. <laughs> I I think this could be the seventh or eighth podcast I've recorded in the last seven days as well. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, some of it's for future content. Others was just missing about with Craig. But, um, yeah, so I'm a little bit all over the place myself. We are going hard, <laughs> and you are going extra hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I we're going to have to do an intervention on you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, is that what Florida's about? Is that why we're all going out to Florida at the same yeah. time, to have like, <laughs> right. a massive intervention? <laughs> I mean, fine, That's, that works for me. What's the name? I mean, if I was going to have an intervention anywhere, I'd be happy for it to be in Florida. Absolutely. Yes. So, basically, first off, before we get into anything, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for all the amazing feedback that we had on the John Mazzari interview. We've had huge, so, honestly, we've had so many kind messages. John's had so many kind messages. And, like, we'd spoken on the last episode about how it was, like, for sure, one of my favourite interviews that I've ever done, I know that you guys feel the same, but I just don't think that I expected such an amazing reaction to it. I I didn't know, I didn't know John at all before we did the interview, um, and so I didn't really know what to expect going in. And, you know, he was charming, he was uh, funny, he was polite, uh, he quite happy to take the piss out of me. I mean, he was everything <laughs> I, I really wanted in a guest, and... I just thought he was so interesting and, you know, I can't wait to be able to have him back on um, for something in the future. I know we said we was going to try and get him back on after Halloween Horror Nights for his thoughts on the on the house. But, um, yeah, he was just absolutely wonderful. For sure. He is such a gem. But if you haven't already listened to it, please go back and listen to it. We now have the video version up on our YouTube channel, the full version. It's long to so make yourself a cup of tea and enjoy it. But it's fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it breezes past as quickly as Endgame does, and doesn't last as long. So, yeah. Episode I don't know what uh, that means, but There you go. <laughs> well, no, Endgame lasts three hours, right? Oh. It's a long. It's a long old film, but it doesn't. Although it's three hours, it doesn't feel like three hours. Our interview isn't three hours, but it flows through just as quickly as sitting through Endgame. But yeah, episode ninety-one of the podcast or as Amanda said, on the After Dark Network YouTube channel. Episode 91? Yeah, this is episode 93. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're almost at the ton, baby girl. Um, wait, one second. One, two, three, four, five, six. <gasps> that would mean that episode 100 would be the week before we all go to Florida. OMG! <gasps> or oh, we have a week yeah. off and we've recorded episode 100 in Florida. Oh, yes, that's 100% what we're going to do. We're going to record the 100th episode at our podcast meetup. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, that's uh, so exciting. Daddy better bring his max. <laughs> I'm going to shave my entire body to celebrate. Oh, like a little dolphin. You're going to have to start now, Craig. I'm going to start the podcast with not shaving my feet but talking about what we are all drinking so Craig as you haven't been here for a while I'm going to start with you Yorkshire tea because I got very drunk yesterday night and I've had a couple of pints of savvy Uh I think I'm developing a problem (laughs) sounds like it Mm, I don't think you're developing one I think you're just (laughs) realising um Craig, by the way, last night was drinking whiskey, wine, and also listening to uh, the dulcet tones of Nick Knowles. Whiskey and wine together. Uh, Rosé wine, I'll have you know, don't you know? Mixed together as one drink or separate? No, two drinks next to each other. Next to each other. Who's Nick Knowles? 
Oh my goodness me. DIY SOS. Oh, right, okay. It sounded like it was, he was from one of those shows, but then I was like, I mean, is this a singer also? I don't I know. Mean, I mean, he's released an album. Is he a singer? The jury is out. he's a singer. No, he's not. <laughs> Natural soul. Wow. Okay, Nick, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking something a little bit different. I'm drinking um, Rubicon Spring Black Cherry Raspberry. That sounds delightful. It's really nice. Um, I'm kind of off like fizzy drinks um, and things with lo- lots of chemicals in. This does have some sweetener in it, so it's not completely clean, but it's... Oh, um, well, I'm going to call Donald Trump on that. So what were don't. you drinking What were you drinking on my bench today? An energy, an energy drink. A can of Monster? Yeah. That's fizzy and it's full of poison. Look no. at what it's done to Ryan. It's uh, adult uh, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan and me both used to drink the, um, the sugar-free versions, which have lots of sweeteners in. Mm-hmm. I was drinking the full-fat version with lots of natural sugar in, which is bad for your teeth. But I'm only drinking like a couple of those a week, so it's all good. I, look, I would drink Cherry Pepsi Max, as we all know, as if it was water. Now I'm drinking water as water and occasionally might have a soft drink in there. So... Anyway, well, back to this. It's very nice. Good. You're making progress. <laughs> I like it. So I am chaining up a little bit tonight because we have recorded a free podcast in seven days and I am having a water in a giant Halloween Horror Nights Tethers cup. So it's a lot of water. I'm trying to flush out my system mm-hmm. in preparation for Ash's wedding next Saturday. Very good. I'm and really sticking to it this time. Can, uh, she doesn't listen, but congratulations, Ash, on your upcoming nuptials. Um, I hope uh, married life doesn't ruin you like it ruined <laughs> everyone else's. But of course, you're getting married, so therefore your life is over. But it's all good. Honestly, she'll ask me questions. And I'm like, do you not listen to my podcast? And she's like, no, I can hear you from the next room. I just hear snippets of it. <laughs> That's enough. Or she pops her head in. <laughs> To bring me a drink, and I'm like, thank you. But we have some exciting stuff to talk about in today's episode. It was um, an ad hoc episode. We knew that it was coming, but we decided to record this extra episode this week just because we were getting this exciting announcement. So Universal had arranged a press conference of sorts today at the convention centre in Orlando to announce something epic. Well, I mean, it's got to be the biggest news ever to hit the, like the face of the earth because, you know, you've hired a convention centre and you've flown people in. So I was in the cinema watching a Universal film, which we'll talk about a bit later on, um, but I don't really know much about this announcement. So I'm almost wetting myself in excitement of this epic news you're going to tell me, Amanda. Can so I, during the I, time of this, yeah. Well, I, I've seen one photograph, right? Right. And it was... a. It was about six people sitting around a telly. It looked like a telly day when I was in the infants. No, it was, there was quite a few people there. Um, and they had people like Brian Roberts, who's the chairman and CEO of Comcast. They had Tom Williams, who's the chairman and CEO of Universal Parks and Resorts. They had Florida Governor, Ron DeSantis, and they had the Orange County Mayor there. These all sound like the worst villains ever. Chairman Chairman and Florida Governor. (laughs) But you know what? The Orange County Mayor, Jerry, like he seems like such a cool guy. Like I don't know a lot about him. He might not be. I don't know. I don't like I don't want to like sing his praises in case he isn't. But from what I've seen of him. He seems pretty cool. I I think that I like him. Yeah, Um, just be careful. Like you don't want to endorse somebody like a Rick Scott. I'll come back and bite you in the ass. Yes. <laughs> but they I mean they had like various media outlets there. They had asked that nobody live stream. Ooh. I'm guessing just in case any questions got asked that they were trying to skate around and they maybe would accidentally slip up and say something. I'm not too sure. Um but people were allowed to film it, news outlets were allowed to like kind of live report on Twitter and stuff like that. So at the time I had gone to get my nails done and I planned to get my nails done beforehand so that I could sit down and, and catch up on all of the like live info that's going on. Is that what that guy, traffic jam was what, in Liverpool? Must have been. <laughs> must have been. 
all the roads were closed. <laughs> you, your nails were getting driven in to the city yeah, police escort. Absolutely. So then they ended up taking three hours to do them. So I'm sat there trying desperately to scroll through Twitter. Well, I've got these giant acrylics stuck on waiting for them to be filed. And I was like, guys, this is important news. So it was officially announced today that our fourth gate is going to be Universal's Epic Universe. That's the official name. Universal's Epic Universe. Universal's Epic Universe. So on the logo, from far away, it looks like it just says Epic Universe. Then when you get a little bit closer and it's kind of like a golden compass kind of logo and it's like embossed in the compass Universal's. So it is Universal's Epic Universe. They Um, like a tongue twistery kind of name. I... um... I mean, we, we've obviously... Right, so first things first, right? Mm-hmm. We've been talking about a new gate for years. Mm-hmm. So if the announcement was supposed to come as a shock to people that them developing that land that Wet and Wild used to be on, for example, uh, you, you know, I just think we kind of knew something was going on. Um, Universal's epic universe just sounds i don't know i've got no problem with the word epic right because epic is you know good and it's you know bombastic and it sounds impressive but universal's epic universe could they not have picked another kind of thing like land or desert or dessert or (laughs) world yeah i like it you're not going to get a tattoo, are you? I might. I don't know. <laughs> you never know these days. But I, I do. I do like it. I think because, the, you know, the rooms of it being called this were kind of floating around, but it was this or Fantastic Worlds. And I wasn't super into Fantastic Worlds. No. I do prefer I would have. I would have preferred Epic Worlds, if I'm honest. But would you? The, the problem I had with that title that was floating around, which I think, did they not, did they not kind of, did they not get revealed that that's what they were going to call it? And then because it slipped out, they maybe changed it. I'm sure it was actually kind of revealed. It was going to be called Fantastic Worlds. I think that that was on a leaked image, but I feel like quite a lot of the time things will have like provisional names while they're kind of throwing the names around. So I don't know if it was like official, official that they were going to call it that. I think it was maybe just a provisional name or they had like two. Because at the same time that that was floating on the leaked image, people were talking about Epic Universe too. So, right. I mean, like the problem with like Fantastic Worlds is that it does sound quite similar to Fantastic Beasts. Because isn't the subtitle of that like the Fantastic World of the fantastic wizarding world or something like i'm sure that it's got like a, a subtitle that is supposed to combine all these harry potter things in one but fantastic world sounds a little bit too similar to potter stuff so yeah. i'm glad they've gone away from that um i mean look it's not the worst title i've ever heard but i'm not as excited about it as you are and i'm glad you are excited about it well, the thing is, this is going to be an entire new resort. So I don't know if you remember years and years ago, a little while. Um, I think it was just before Islands of Adventure opened or just after Islands of Adventure. And we've got a whole episode on this, at like going back, mm. maybe to last year, where they had renamed the entire Universal Resort as Universal Escape. Yes, I remember, I remember that, yeah. And so there's, there's room to change just because the resort at the moment is called Epic Universe doesn't mean that the park, like the park itself will be called Epic Universe. Yeah. It probably will be, but there's, there's room. There's room for changes to add different names to it. And I mean, speaking of room, what else did, they, what else did we find out about this today? So, we didn't find out as much as we thought that we were going to. So, this press conference was basically just to say, hey, we 
are building a new park and this is what the name is they showed us some concept art which looks really cool but it doesn't give too much away so it's not kind of it's kind of like generic concept art like you can see that there's different lands in there you can see that there's like a hotel in there and like an entertainment complex area you can't see exactly what is inside of the lands or the exact theme of the lands so, so they didn't announce Game of Thrones? Well, what a not. waste of time. <laughs> Still time. But they actually did a Q&A at the end of the press conference. And one of the questions was, what are the themes going to be? Because Nintendo and Jurassic Park have been rumoured. And do we have an opening date? And Tom Williams of Universal Parks and Resorts said that he's going to bob and weave to avoid a direct answer because they're aware that it's a competitive market and that they're battling for the time of the guests to visit the location and they're not really wanting to share the details just yet. But what he did say, direct quote, a universe is bigger than a world. Which is very true. Mm. I mean, I could have called it Epic Galaxy, same thing. But um, I get that. The years of the moon, people. Because I called it the epic moon. Nah, the moon's too small. <laughs> smaller than, well, it's smaller than the world. Um, so they didn't give us a time scale. They didn't give us a time scale. They didn't give us any of the lands or any of the details about it. They gave us a lot of um, like financial information and like planning information. They had. Um, so Tom Williams had spoke about how they're going to have 14,000 new team members. Okay, so that's a massive employment drive. Okay, Exactly. And that the base rate, so the very, very minimal wage that they're going to be paying is $15 an hour. So that's good okay. news. Mm-hmm. Said that there's going to be a whole bunch of shops, hotels, restaurants, and obviously the theme park that they're going to have to create jobs for. And that they want to create an experience that changes the landscape of theme parks forever. And he also had said that the way that they're going to look at Universal as a whole now is that they're going to have a north kind of campus, which is going to be this new Epic Universe resort. And then they're going to have a mid campus, which is going to be Endless Summer on the old Wet and Wild area. And then we're going to have like a southeast campus, which is the current Universal resort. Okay, so okay, okay, so they're kind of splitting it into three different sections. Yes, yeah. But he also had said that you know that they're aware that people are going to think that it's a little bit difficult maneuvering mm-hmm. between the two parks because we have eye drive in the middle. So what he'd said and what um, Jerry Demons, the Orange County Mayor, had said was that. Orange County is investing so much money into Universal doing this, and then Universal is investing so much money into Orange County for um, like building and expanding areas to make the, the flow easier for guests to go between the two campuses. So what they're going to do is they are going to do an expansion project that goes from Carrier Drive to the convention centre to increase mobility in the area. And then that that's the, that network transportation will support the entire iDrive expansion that's currently happening anyway. So, so how... Together. So how are they going to... Because, I mean, obviously, when you look at Disney, I know it's a different beast, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, Disney have the monorail, they have the new uh, Skyway... And they also have buses to take guests from different places. So is some of this investment going to involve some kind of transportation like that or? So neither of those things were discussed in the Q&A. I imagine that they will use the current universal transportation because they do have the buses already to go between current universal and endless on that and epic universe but what they'd said was that they were going to there's going to be an interchange at sand lake boulevard an extension of kirkman road so these are all the roads that are around universal boulevard and i drive currently so that road will be like an overpass 
that's going to allow the traffic flow to get between directly between the parks easier. And we'll end on Universal Boulevard. And what about, did I mention anything about pedestrians? Because no. that's, yeah. See, I mean, when me and Craig stayed at um, Cabana Bay, once you actually are able to walk, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get to somewhere to walk first, and it's not particularly easy unless you know the way. Like we, we found like a bit of a shortcut, but you know you can't cross the road or anything like that very easy. No, I mean they have the the little walk and bridge at Cabana Bay mm-hmm. that takes you over to near Sapphire Falls, but that's it is a little bit out of the way. If they were going to build maybe like another bridge that would perhaps connect. I don't know if it could stretch as, <clears throat> as far as Endless Summer because by eye, when you're looking at it on a map, it's close. But to actually do the walk, it's quite far. What, like getting onto Universal property isn't that far, but, you know, you're trying to get to like past City Walk from mm. Endless you Summer. Don't- you don't want thousands of people walking no, as well. Exactly. Because to go from a resort to a theme park like Cabana Bay, you might get a few people walking a day, maybe a couple of hundred at most. But for a whole theme park to be on the other side of I Drive, it'll be nigh on impossible to put walkways in and police well, all them people. That's it. And he'd said that currently the drive time from Epic Universe to universal is about 12 minutes so walking that's obviously going to be a lot longer i think that they will be encouraging people to use the universal transport buses and then obviously these new road expansions that they're making for people to drive and i don't know maybe in the future we could get something like a monorail i would think it would make more sense i mean i think the the new thing they're putting into disney is quite interesting because it's something that they've not had before and mm-hmm. it doesn't take up masses of footprint and it gets people the, around. The skyway, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's a good idea, but I just don't think that it would have enough capacity for the amount of people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you could could well be right. And I, you, you could argue the same with a monorail. So, yeah. I mean, if they've thought buses and that's good. Um, I don't know. I just think... Can- Disney are putting bus lanes in, but barriered bus lanes, so nothing else can get in them lanes. Yeah. If you can have segregated bus lanes, then you can have automation as well as buses. You can have driverless buses, God forbid. Maybe that's what they're going to do on this expansion. They might do a a bus-only lane. I mean, I think what's really interesting about this um, is the fact that, you know, they mentioned Orange County and they're doing all this stuff with them. And it sounds quite different to the relationship Disney seems to have, which yeah. I think is is a is a positive for them, absolutely. And we don't hear too much about Orlando, but we you know hear all the time about the problems that they have over in Anaheim with the the local council mm-hmm. um, and and trying to get stuff done and trying to expand things. So the fact that um, with Universal that they are, you know, so kind of uh, working hand in hand with the the actual mayor and, you know, the councillors and, and the city itself, I think it's a really positive step. It is. And the whole time that I was watching this conference, that's all that I was thinking the entire time was what a really, really strong relationship these have between Orange County and Universal. And it seems like, because um, Tom Williams obviously is of Universal Parks and Resorts, so he'll be well aware of the problems in Hollywood. And it's kind of like they've preempted those problems because the mayor had said that what they were doing was investing in Universal so that all of the kind of construction permits and trade engineering permits and inspection process would all be done from the Orange County Convention Centre to kind of streamline it as well as all of the ongoing things for the iDrive expansion. So every single permit and every single thing they'll have to deal with will be done there rather than it having to be sent off to all different places to get approved. So it kind of keeps it close-knit and gets things done a lot quicker. And he'd also support with um, creating jobs so that 
we can have construction workers and engineers and things like that create all the jobs for them to also help universals get a move on did um, within the park open. when they were talking about the uh, the other stuff so obviously we're most excited about the parks mm-hmm. but you mentioned about entertainment and other things did they uh, did they mention at all like shopping or they had just said that there would be in the resort area there'd be shopping hotels entertainment complex they didn't go into specifics with it they didn't go into specifics with anything hmm. i wonder if they're trying to kind of come up with their version of uh, disney springs because city uh, you know i like city walk and mm-hmm. i think it's a nice area um but obviously it's quite small it's quite compact there's not um you know as many kind of choices there as dc springs because it's on a much smaller scale so i wonder if with this expansion they're gonna kind of go all in on that kind of um expansion as well to drive people in have you looked at the concept art i i looked at the concept art i i couldn't really i think a, a picture out of context doesn't give you the full picture so um you know at the top of the picture there's quite a large building i didn't know if that was a hotel if that was part of a land or, or what that might be i imagine that that's a hotel so we'll post this picture in the group if you guys haven't seen it already but i imagine that's a hotel and it seems like everything is all together so there's no kind of separation between park and the entertainment complex on the hotels it's all together in one area i don't know I don't know how that's going to work out. It looks cool. If you look at that picture of the map and everything, that building <laughs> is absolutely gigantic. It's oh, giant it's, and it's gorgeous. It looks like it looks like something you'd see in Vegas. It does, or like an Atlantis resort. Mm. Dare I say, it's epic. <laughs> it is epic. <laughs> take, take a shot, everybody. I mean, what's interesting as well, you've got, it looks like two lakes as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got one that's like, you know, got fountains in, right in the centre of it, which I imagine could be similar to like what they've got at Epcot or, you know, like a mini kind of Bellagio type thing. The other like lake, lagoon, whatever you want to call it, I wonder what that building is in it. I don't know whether it is like a big restaurant or like part of me kind of thought it was going to be a Cirque du Soleil kind of show Mm. or an indoor Jaws attraction (laughs) (laughs) it's the wrong shape but I mean you could be you could be right there because I mean what's what's interesting about Cirque is the fact that that left Disney Springs in what was it 2017 I think Mm -hmm. and nothing's replaced it like they said that there was going to be something to replace it. And I mean, that whole area, I know the, the NBA thing is getting ready to, uh, you know, open soon. Uh, we know Bongos is going down there, but you know, that area looks quite empty and that Cirque du Soleil took up, you know, quite a, quite a big footprint. And it's, it's interesting. They haven't done anything else in the area. So I wonder if, you know, as part of that, they've been able to cut a deal with, uh, Soleil because they're not in bed with Disney anymore, really. Anywhere in the world. I mean, if you zoom in on the map, like I said, like when we first started recording, nothing is really looking specific. Like you can't really, everything looks like it's just generic. You can't really make out what anything is. And they've obviously done that on purpose. But at the very front of the park, so they have arches, the arches look cool. And then it looks like a carousel in the lagoon. Hmm. That is interesting. The whole thing is just, it looks beautiful. Like it looks like it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful park. And they'd said today that it's going to be the biggest and best that they've ever done, that they've invested more money, like Comcast have invested more money into theme parks in the last 10 years than they have in any other part of the business and that this is going to be the biggest investment in a park and maybe the biggest investment in Florida in any business. And that the scale is going to be something that we haven't seen for 20 years. It looks like what Epcot should have been. (laughs) (laughs) 
for me and I'm just excited about this I love anything different I love anything new that the parks are going to be doing and this is something that I'm very excited about I was around for Islands of Adventure opening and that was super exciting to me and I feel like now that I'm old enough to super appreciate it and talk about it and have conversations with people on the internet about it (laughs) um I'm just excited I'm excited I'm going to get to see this in my lifetime it well, also hope. looks like everything is indoors. The, you know, there's no coast tracks or anything. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, mm. there's one coaster in the very right-hand corner, which is rumored to be a dual launch coaster, well, a dueling launch coaster, and it's oh. also rumored that area is going to be How to Train Your Dragon. So that's a dragon roller coaster, and it's dueling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd love it to be the case again. Um yeah, it's hard to make out, but I know I know what you're I know what you're saying. Um I mean I know some people have already speculated that's where the classic monsters is gonna go. I think we're all still kind of clambering on to that hope. I don't know how, how much truth there is. I mean in it that, does but... look like a spooky little area in that corner. So yeah. yeah. And it looks I know that I said that it looks all generic, but it does look like it could potentially be a little lab. A little tower and a little castle. Yeah. And there's a big wooded area, and you know that the wolfman lives in the wooded area. And that towards the corner of that picture, you can see like stadium seating. So that's yes. quite interesting as well. Um, it is I mean, you could analyze this for hours and try and work out what all of these things are going to be and yes. get nowhere near it. But no. <laughs> and the problem with artists' impressions like this is it gives you an idea of what they're they're thinking on but it also can dramatically change and because they've they've given no details i think the thing that's disappointing me the most about this today is you know universal been hyping this up a week um we've been we've all been talking about this for years as to you know they're going to build another gate what's going to be in that gate in game of thrones and um you know, for them to kind of just come out with this big, massive press conference and turn around and say, we're building another park. Yep. Okay. And, <laughs> and we can't tell you anything else about it. It just feels a little bit disappointing that yeah. all of this has gone into it. And we, all we've been told is what we all knew that they were building something more. And I think, you know, even the announcement, even the confirmation of one land would have been something. I, I just think that this could potentially, with, you know, certain news outlets, be uh, a disappointment and might impact future kind of announcements because it's, it's, it's a little bit of a letdown that there's been no other information. And, and worse of all for me... Like you just said, like there, you know, I can't believe I'm going to see this in my lifetime. Are you? Because we've literally got no timescale. This could be uh, something that'll be finished in 30 years. I mean, it won't be. It won't be. Like, but, but, do you know, but do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the thing is, like, to not even kind of give any indication of, of when this will start to open. Because I, I'll be shocked if they, you know, open it all at once. They'll probably open it in phases. Do you think of of something of that potential scale? I, I can't see how they can open it. If you wait for everything to be finished, if they do what they are looking like they're going to do, we are probably talking seven, eight, ten years in the future before this is all done. I kind of had in my head twenty twenty five. So we're talking six so years six away. Years. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, the, the, the problem that Florida has in general, and we've seen this recently with Galaxy's Edge, is that, you know, people kind of get booked on projects and there isn't enough labour to go around. This is something that's going to take an awful lot of, of you know, man hours and, and people to, to get done. Mm-hmm. And so the, the positive from Universal's point of view is that they have this relationship with Orange mm-hmm. County. And that's going to go a long way into getting stuff done, I think. Yeah. 
and will potentially help them get the right people involved. One thing Universal have shown over the years as well is that they can announce a co-star and they can get it done pretty quick. A co-star, mind, um, Mm -hmm. which is a much smaller scale project. But when Disney announce a roller coaster, you're looking at two or three years before it opens. So Universal will announce something and it will be open within 12 months or thereabouts. Yeah, well, what what they'd said was that they were going to, because they were questioned again about what the theme plans were going to be, and Tom had said that over time they're going to have what they call an epic reveal, so there'll be a website set up, and that every so often there'll be a reveal of a land or an attraction or something that's going to be in the resort area. And he'd said that he also felt like he didn't want to disadvantage guests that were planning trips now so he doesn't want people to be waiting to visit until four or five years time he wants people to still be visiting now basically basically learning from the disney um you know issues recently about galaxy's edge i I guess yes (laughs) without without putting too fine a point on it but yeah Mm -hmm. but another interesting thing that they mentioned Mm. and i think that Chris had brought it up, um, I don't remember whether it was a few days ago or yesterday, that the Virgin train that they're going to have in Orlando, they were talking of extending the track so it goes all the way up to Walt Disney World. But now they're also in talks of that train stopping at the convention centre because it would only make sense for people, because it's the second biggest convention centre in America. Mm. So he'd said it would only make sense for a train to stop, like stop at the airport, stop at the convention center, stop at Tampa. And if it's stopping at the convention center, it's just easier for guests to be able to get off and go to Epic Universe. So they're very heavily hoping that something will come from this and they'll be able to do that. So I didn't realise it. So there's going to be a train that will take you from the airport to the parks? So there's going effectively. to be... Effectively, yeah. So I think in recent years, I think it's Sun Trail they've been doing, um, train line. And so now they're going to have a Virgin train line that's going to cover Florida. So it's going to go to places like Tampa and it's going to go to places like Orlando and stop at the airport and things like that. Um, so... They're talking of extending it up to Disney World, so there's going to be a stop around that area. Um, and they obviously want to do it at the convention. They're not just for Universal, but because they Florida has conventions all the time. Anytime they ever go to Florida and having stayed in hotels that are around the convention center, always packed. Mm. And you can never get a taxi, you can never get an Uber if this convention's on. So it would just make sense to have a train that would stop at the convention center in Orlando. And that's only beneficial for Universal too. And obviously with this good relationship that they have, they're helping each other out with that. Which is cool. It it was interesting to see this business relationship that they've got going on. Because as much as I'm interested in the parks and what's going to be in the parks, this also piqued my interest. And I know that Chris Ripley would be very interested in this too and he'd have a lot to say about it. So I'm sad that he's not on this episode. If only we knew someone that works on the trains. If only. Hey, yeah. Craig. What girl? <laughs> Me, any jobs going on Virgin in Orlando? I would imagine there'll be lots of jobs going. Uh, <laughs> it's it's they've already broken ground, I think, and it's coming up from Miami at the moment up to Orlando. Fantastic. So it, it has been mentioned a little bit on Virgin trains in our place, like, but. I don't know if they take people on from over here. Uh, and I think it's high speed. It it's sort apparently, of got yeah. to be. He said that you could potentially get from the airport to the convention centre in about five minutes. 
the, the USA, Virgin Trains USA started work at Orlando Airport on a new 168. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Eight. <laughs> Mile line. <laughs> Costing four billion. Uh, it'll initially run east along Highway 528 towards the Atlantic Shore. Uh, the line will then head south to West Palm Beach, where it will connect to Miami. And completion is expected by 2022. Huh. Well, that's so, good news for this expansion, then. Very interesting. Um, the Orlando train will allow speeds of up to 125 mile an hour, although the trains initially are run no faster than 110. So they're the speeds we do now. So it'll be some sort of pendulum, you know, I would imagine. Very, that's, very a, that's a fast train for you geeks. <laughs> very. So it was also brought up in the Q&A session about how they're going to balance between physical elements and visual, so like screens. And I feel like that was a question that they were probably expecting to come from people. Mm-hmm. And what how Tom had kind of answered that was that it's all about the environment. So if the attraction requires an environment that is going to work best for screens, they're going to do it with screens. If they they don't want to just use technology for the sake of using technology, they want to use it because that's another opportunity that they've got to tell a story that will suck you in and make you feel immersed in it. But then he compared um, Harry Potter and The Forbidden Journey and Hagrid's. So where on Harry Potter, they've got a mixture of the screens and the physical elements and then Hagrid's, which is mostly physical elements. Um, he said there's no formula that says that I need to be 50% digital. It's just about telling the story. So what requires a screen, we'll have a screen. Where they can do physical, they'll do physical. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, Universal of, of recent years had certainly become very reliant on building screen-based rides. Um, and I think they've started to realise the backlash on all the rides being very similar. And I've got no problem if... Uh, you know a, a ride does requ- require to have screens to do that but i think they just decided everything had to use screens and that's where they kind of came a bit unstuck so i'm glad that there seems to at least be a, a thought of a mix depending on the requirements that's it and then if we look at like so i focus a lot of my um park speculation on the classic monsters rumored land because obviously that's going to be my favorite place to go to in orlando and so if the rumored attractions in there are for real you'll have things like a creature from the black lagoon 
boat ride, which is going to have to have physical. And then a Dracula dark ride, again, it's going to have to be physical. It could potentially have screens and effects in it, but a lot of the stuff that the kind of rumours are about, I'm, I'm feeling like it is going to be a good mixture. And that we'll see a lot of new technology. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time to be a theme park fan. I think that if nothing else, this is just provides a little bit of healthy competition again between the parks. This is more than healthy competition. Yeah. This oh. is <laughs> downright war. For sure. And I feel like that can only mean good things for us as theme park fans because then that's going to make Disney strive to do bigger and better and then Universal will come back with something bigger and better. And it's just a good time to be a theme park fan is all I want to say on that. I, I agree. I mean, if you look at, and I was looking at this the other day, you know, what Universal Orlando opened as and what they had as attractions and everything like that, um, you know, it was almost almost as bad as uh, when Disneyland Paris opened their studios up. Like it was a one and done park. You know, you could spend a day in there, do everything, go home. That was it. And they never really, at the beginning to me, felt like proper competition to Disney because of that. They had these amazing attractions like uh, Kong and if it worked, Jaws. But there wasn't much there. And so it really was never proper competition to Disney. And what we've seen over the last, you know, couple of decades is that they really want a slice of that, of that action. You know, mm-hmm. building hotels is one thing, but you've still only got, and I, I was talking about this with friends earlier. I'm hoping to go with my family next year to Universal because we can do that in a week, less than a week if we really wanted to, uh-huh. um, because that's, the size of it at the moment and that's perfect for if you're going to be doing that but people will come to disney from all over the world for weeks because there's so much to do and it although i don't think you'll ever get to be that kind of size this this news of expansion means that you are going to start targeting people to come to orlando and universal is going to be your only destination for you know a, a long break Honestly, yeah. And I I spoke a little bit in previous episodes about how I've gone to Orlando in the past and I've done two full weeks at Universal as it is now or as it was maybe five or six years ago. I've done it recently where I've gone and spent eight or nine days just at Universal. And Ash, when she comes over for a honeymoon, is coming over for two weeks and it's all going to be Universal and Halloween Horror Nights. So I think... I don't know. Whenever whenever I'm talking to people about going to Universal for the first time, I'm always like dedicate two days to Universal Studios and maybe a full day to Islands of Adventure because I think that you need the time in Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can easily spend every day of the week there because I enjoy it and I enjoy the attractions. I will re-ride them. Um, but I think for sure they are reeling people in i think currently when the rest of the endless summer resort opens they'll be on about nine thousand rooms and then obviously they'll have this new hotel being built or hotels in a new resort so they're gonna have a big chunk Mm. of hotel space yeah as craig said it is definitely you know this isn't a competition anymore this has gone from being starting off as some little part that was going to try and take a few hundred people away or a few thousand people away from Disney for a day to you're coming to Orlando and you're coming to us. Yes, absolutely. They are not messing about with this. No. I think we're, that the the reveals are going to blow people away. We're going to give Universal next week five nights, the most we've ever given them. Fantastic. You know, the longest time we've ever spent on a summer holiday at Universal. Three days in the parks and one day at Volcano Bay with a $700 cabana. Oh, wow. (laughs) You go all out on your holidays. Can I take it with you, love? Do not not forget to pack your wand. I always have my wand on me. You don't want to have to pay for another wand. I'll buy another wand. 
God, look at you. <laughs> I'll be Johnny Two Ones. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like Uncle Moneybags. I know. Why take me on holiday with you? Oh, come on. You can fit in one of our cases. Perfect. Well, technically, you are coming on holiday with us, but just... Yeah. You want to take me twice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because we don't have any more information, I feel like this is a good time to wrap up the conversation with African Universe. However, I have seen a couple of permits um, floating around the internet mm-hmm. this week in regards to Universal Orlando Resort as it is currently. So we had a trademark permit filed for the Lhasa Coaster. Yep. Which I imagine is the name of the new yet to be announced Jurassic World ride. Mm-hmm. And I I'm digging that name. I really like it. I saw some mixed mixed feelings, mixed thoughts about it, but I think it's a cool name. I I quite like Velocicoaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a nice ring. Yeah. I do. It's nice, it's short, it's to the point. It's not ten million words. You have to jumble together. So I'm digging it. But then I also saw another trademark filing for Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Well, I feel this is where I can step in. Yes. Because yes, the Dirty was the, uh, the release of um, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, which is the UK title. And I was, I, I've done a full episode of Pop After Dark today where I talk about going to see Hobbs and Shaw and Fast and Furious in general. And the one thing that annoys me is the films all have slightly different titles in the UK and the US. And I don't, I really don't understand why we speak the same language, but I digress. Um, so Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw is a spin-off from the main Fast and Furious franchise. And funny enough, when me and uh, Mr. Ripley were talking on uh, Alas Branch and Ripley the other day, <clears throat> about the epic announcement coming up and, and all this, and we were speculating. Um, I, one of the things I had said is that they could really easily repurpose the Fast and Furious uh, building that they've, they've got there now for Supercharged into something else, and that Fast and Furious actually is probably more deserving of a land than just a single attraction. And that's not because, I mean, I love the franchise, but it is cheesy as hell, but just because I feel that a Fast and Furious attraction shouldn't just be a screen moving on a, on a bus. Mm-hmm. I think it's a waste. It can make a really good Tron-like coaster, or as I mentioned the Grand National at Blackpool, that kind of thing, or a Test Track-style coaster. So I'd be quite happy if it moved over. And I think what's interesting about that permit is that that, to me, screams we're going to change supercharged. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Well, it may Uh, not. It could be for something else, but how can you improve on perfection? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we found the person. (laughs) Shut up. I mean, Hobson Shaw, I saw it today. The reviews are going to be up and pop after dark later on. Um, it's fine. If you like the Fast and Furious films, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's not quite up to the same level as some of the more recent ones. There's a lot of good bits. There's bad bits. It goes on too long, but it's it's a worthy watch. But I I love those characters. And if they were given that attraction space instead, so they could actually go and use that in this new expansion uh, to build more Fast and Furious stuff, I'd be I'd be quite content with that. I do hope that it's that they're going to change supercharged honestly I don't feel like I want to see any more Fast and Furious in the parks the problem is though Amanda is that exactly apologies yeah don't yes. just going well. and <laughs> the problem the problem I've with you saying that really is that they haven't got many IPs. They haven't got many, many things that they can put in. You know, Universal Classic Monsters makes sense because that's their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the purchase of DreamWorks means they've got a whole library of uh, characters and films now that they can also do stuff with. But other than that, what other franchises have Universal got that they can really do 
much with. I know. And surely, surely for you, would you not take an incredible new shiny roller coaster that just happens to be themed around Fast and Furious than not having a new roller coaster? I would. I would take that. I'd take a I'd take a new ride with any theme or so as long as it was a good solid ride. Um and I try really hard not to be like negative about anything that they're gonna do in the parks. But I don't know. I feel like as much as I really tried hard to like supercharged and be positive about it, that and it's very rare that this happens, but that was like a one one time thing for me. Like I didn't feel the need to go back on it. Didn't feel the need for speed. I didn't. I mean I, I haven't been on it. I'm the only one here that really, really likes the franchise, and I'm not looking forward to it. I the- like the franchise. Okay, well, we're both here. Um, and I will come on it with you, especially for you. In oh, thank you. Aww. That is going to be an absolute treat. <laughs> no, it really is. It really is going to be an absolute treat. Um, and the thing is, I'm, I am expecting that I'm going to feel pretty much the same way as as you do as someone that doesn't like the franchise and i think the thing with supercharged they made a big thing it was very exciting that one of their biggest franchises going was going to get an attraction at universal my fear was that they were going to just rip out the the film from the hollywood version and and use it here that's exactly what they did that building cost probably quite a lot to put together because they obviously you know, flattened stuff and took away what was there already, and built on it, and they cheaped out on the ride. And you hear so much more negative feedback to that than any other new attraction that they've done. Yeah. Universal, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but the theme parks generally, when they build a ride, they expect it to last 20 years oh. a minimum. And that will mean they get their return of investment plus a little bit on top. So a life cycle of a, of a normal ride is, is 20 years. If it lasts less than that, that's because something was majorly wrong with it um, or um, it just isn't popular enough and therefore they need to cut their losses. I don't think we're going to see the attraction itself shut down and be converted into something brand new, but it wouldn't surprise me if they make a new attraction out of it using that technology and just try and um you know go back and replace the mistakes that they've made with supercharged and improve it for a new attraction based on a different film that is a very interesting take i'm on that i've not not really had that kind of thought on it as of yet i've only kind of heard people discussing whether they think it will just be like an overlay to it or whether we're going to get something like the new land and I don't think something would fit in the new land at all I think if they're going to do it it's going to have to be in universal as it stands and I feel like if they're trademarking it right now they've obviously got plans for it Mm. or I mean it could just be an event it it could be that they just do a short-term overlay mm. because the new films come out. I mean, you'd have thought if they were doing it, they'd do it as the film was coming out, not after it's been released. And obviously uh-huh. nothing's changing right now. Um, and that's what makes me think if they're going to do something with it, it's probably going to be more long-term. Um, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I it think is. because the ride that it's associated with is so unloved right now, it would make sense they try and fix it rather than knock it down. For sure, for sure. I will keep my eyeballs on these permits. That's and I will update as they come out. <laughs> I've started to really, really get into permit reading <laughs> recently. Nerd alert! I know, I am a nerd. <laughs> Chris Ripley messaged me the other day and he was like, hey Amanda, there's this castle in England and they want to hire people to create like a haunted event, so are you in? And I was like, well, I read permits now, so yeah. <laughs> you know what, it's a good job Mr D could have made tonight because he would have fallen asleep. <sighs> that permit talk. Bless him. That could be a well, new segment, permit talk. Permit to the Amanda. <laughs> After door. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Okay. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about about anything that we've mentioned so far today? I only just want to bring up something very quickly myself. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, somebody has uh, taken some backstage footage, which means they've probably got the sack um, from the, the Ghostbusters uh, house oh, yeah. constructed at the moment. I wasn't sure if the, the photo was from uh, Hollywood or if it was from Orlando, but um, the photo's out there. We're not going to post any links to it because we know it shouldn't be out there. We don't want to spoil things for people, but if you want to find it, it's, it's in a number of outlets. And, uh, you know, we got to see the interior of one of the the rooms and also one of the featured ghosts. We've mentioned Slime already, so I don't think that's in itself is a spoiler. Um, but just how the effect looked. And um, as a Ghostbusters fan, I was uh, thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I was already excited about this house. Having seen that photo, um, I didn't realise I could get even more excited, but but I am. September, frankly, cannot come around quick enough for me. I 100% agree with everything that you just said. I might actually die in the Ghostbusters house. I haven't had a chance to talk about Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, you haven't. 1984 was the year I came alive. That That was the year I was in video shop. That was the year I had my 50p ready. Ghostbusters was hired as often as I could get it. it. This is the single greatest experience of my life. Better Aww. than childbirth and weddings and everything. I can't believe it. I just can't I'm believe so it. happy that I get to share that time with you then going through the house. That's so good. Oh, Amanda, you... it will be emotional for me and Craig. <laughs> if you want to see somebody chin a slimer. I will be that man. <laughs> please don't. I mean, please don't do that. That's going to be the first night and we don't want to yeah. lose you for the other four. I'm like, but... I don't know him. <laughs> you will. I, I will most likely demolish half the set. You don't, you, don't, you don't know him? All right. You say can of Coke and a chicken and let's see if you don't know him. I am going to start perfecting my accents. <laughs> I'm going to be the man of the South African that night. I nearly volleyed my uh, my grace the other night. I I bent my key. I come into the house, right, and it was eerily quiet. Our grace was hiding behind the door and jumped out on me. And I, the whole close come out because I screamed the house down. And when I got my key out the door, my key is hanging on by a thread. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now so, I'm excited and also a bit like, what am I getting myself into here? Yeah. Oh, if you're in front of me, Amanda, you'll probably burst her lung because I'll stand on you. <laughs> okay, Luke's going to go in between us. Oh, I'll Luke's get caught up in God. Luke's hair. You'll have to cut, cut me free from Luke's bouffant. <laughs> no, it's a Steve Harrington hair. Is it? It's different every time. Is it, is it in a box at the side of his bed? Does he take his dog into the parks and just wear it on his head? Is that a Farrah Fawcett hairspray? <laughs> <laughs> I'll lend some my soul guy next time we go. Um, oh, do not, do not. But Craig, I mean, I, I know you know we've talked about it a little bit, but I know that you are super, super excited. You're, you're as excited, if not, you're probably more excited than even I am for this house. I've been to 23, 25, 27, and this house it, it surpasses everything in my wildest imagination the only thing that could beat it now is gremlins and i know it's not coming but maybe in the future maybe that's it really this is it for me you can't beat perfection well i'm excited for everyone to hear both of your guys reaction to it when we film our 100th episode at the park there hasn't there hasn't been um like a gruesome house really announced yet, has it's there? Like, I mean, house. yes. <laughs> has it been? Nightingale's Blood Pit is supposed to be the most gruesome house that they've ever done. Well, yeah, I mean, a franchise house. Like a, oh, uh, no. like an IP. Well, an I mean, IP, yeah. So there's no the insidious or anything. Rumoured's IP has the potential to be very gruesome. Oh, go on, go on. Just drop it. Do house it. of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> Just weed a little bit. 
And if you haven't watched it already, feel free to watch along with the movie night episode that I did on my Instagram stories. I have a little highlight called movie night and also a thousand corpses one is on there. So it is me watching, posting little clips of it and little comments about the film and what I think will be in the house. Very that excited. Fantastic, fantastic movie that. That it's was brilliant. One- wasn't that a series you did on YouTube as well? That was one. It of was. Hours. I what did a couple of years ago. I did um, a seven horror reviews in seven days series, and I'd reviewed House of a Thousand Corpses because it is probably my joint top horror movie of all time, along with Halloween. And it's something that has been on my Halloween Horror Nights wish list since I very first started going into Halloween Horror Nights, all the way back in two thousand and two. so I'm super excited about this I hope that nothing happens in the meantime to make us not get it I hope nothing happens in the meantime between this and the next episode so we don't have to record another bloody episode Uh, I know I know (laughs) I'm looking forward to going to bed early one night this week (laughs) okay so anything else anyone wants to bring up nothing if you see if you see me next week give me a hey howdy hey Oh, yeah, you're going to be in Orlando next week. We're very jealous and we're excited to hear updates. There will be updates. Very excited. So, if you haven't already, if you guys want to go on to our Spreadshirt shop, you can get your Diz After Dark and Universal After Dark shirts to wear in the park. I'm already planning which ones that I want to buy or trying to figure out if there's one that I want to design real quick before we go mm. so that we can all mm. wear our... Halloween, Horror Nights. You design it, I'll wear it. Going my face massive on it. Just my face. Just your big head. You I think, big head. I think I that would be head. potentially our biggest seller ever. I mean, the one <laughs> the one with my face on it has got negative sales, so <laughs> the only way is up. Perfect. We well, should yeah, sell um, <laughs> Nick, Nick and Luke wigs in the shop. Amazing. <laughs> I would buy one for sure. My my wig would be me meeting Weird Al Yankovic, yeah? Well, Weird Al Yankovic is old Luke from the future, from the <laughs> co- come back in time to tell Nick to get his ear cut. Amazing. <laughs> so if Luke has still got his ear after listening to that, then he needs to have a, look, a long, hard look in the mirror. No, every time Luke says he wants to cut his hair, I'm like, don't you dare. Cut it, Luke. <laughs> don't you dare cut that hair. Cut on the that note, and send it to Amanda. No, keep it on your head. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Come back next week for another episode where we'll hopefully have another Halloween Horror Nights announcement. And if you haven't, go back and listen to our super cool foods episode where we talk about veggie, vegan, gluten-free, and our favourite meals across the Universal Orlando Resort. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Keep it on your head. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support.